Okay. Hold on, everybody. We're sharing the video across I, multiple channels. I guess I could share it afterwards, but... You could share it afterwards. I mean, people are on... Oh, maybe I should tag you. Hold on. Tag Amber. There we go. Hey. <laughs> it, it, rec <laughs> it recognizes you. All right. Tag Amber. Share now. Miriam Hans is watching. What's up, Miriam? Uh, hey. Um, All cool. right, I shared it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So this is on. Awesome. Kids are down. And we got Stephanie watching us up. We got Ooh. people rolling in. Brando Rice. Um, <laughs> what's up, everybody? This is Joshy Red. This is Amber Lynn. And this is the hubby. Wifey. Hustle. hustle. Okay, we're going <laughs> to totally work on that. Um, <laughs> well, we just want to dive right in here, guys. I want to thank everybody who's going to be watching this. People who are going to watch it down the road. This will be up on YouTube as well afterwards in a bit better of a quality uh, rather than the nice fancy cell phone quality he likes everything in 4k i love everything in 4k brandon <laughs> you know what i'm talking about um so the audio will be a lot better i know the audio is kind of like janky right now but uh he's making definitely... me use a microphone and these headphones totally dampen my hair vibes but, but he's making me more but she's she sounds great she sounds so good. So, yes, Brandon, 4K. So the great part about uh, this, what we're really excited about when it comes to this, um, we both come from a background. We both have side hustles. We both, I mean, this is my wife. And we both have two kids running around at home. And we definitely recognize that there was, there's a huge, huge amount of people that in the States actually have side hustles. I think the recent thing I looked at was like 44 million Americans have a side hustle. I don't think it used to be as big of a thing back in the day, and it's becoming more and more prominent. More and more, especially in a place like California. You know, California, you know. We're ambitious. Yeah, we're super ambitious in California. <laughs> but everything like is so expensive in California. Yeah. And uh, you take places like New York, everywhere else. It's like people, it's so hard to come to get by on like just one income. And then you throw kids in the mix and then you have the whole family dynamic along with the working dynamic. And it just, it gets crazy. Crazy, right and so a lot of people find themselves running some sort of side hustle and there's a lot of benefits to it there's a lot of struggles and challenges with it as well and so we thought it'd be really awesome to really dive into exactly what that looks like for a husband wife couple of course we're a couple husband wife a husband wife <laughs> team and what we do on the side how we do it um, and because I think there are a lot of challenges that come with it and uh, we've been very very blessed very very fortunate to be able to do what we've done um, and it hasn't come without challenges yeah. definitely our challenges with it so we'll start with intros and then get to how we met and it's kind of funny because we both had side hustles before we <laughs> even met each other. Yeah, so. we totally did. Um, so I guess we could just kind of start there. I mean, Amber, why don't you introduce a little bit about yourself and, and like when did you get involved in your side hustle? I know. So my mom was there. pretty. My mom was pretty huge in me getting into my musical side hustle, and it, it started out as a hobby. She's like, you know, pick an instrument, any instrument, and want you to be musical. So I, mm -hmm. I was like, I want to play the string thing. And this started at the age of eight. The string I, thing. The string thing, which <laughs> happens to be the harp. And she's like, are you kidding me? Where am I going to find a harp teacher? So I started taking harp lessons at the age of eight, and that just continued. And then it hit college, and I'm like, what do I major in? I don't know. What am I good at? I can play the harp, and not very many people can do that. So that kind of I really became more disciplined and classically trained in my music at the Master's College, now the Master's University. They have a great music program. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just dove right into the harp and that spawned into her helping me get into bridal shows. I started playing harp for weddings, special yeah. events. Then I started teaching beginners in harp music and it just kind of spiraled and it's always been there. It's something that even when I felt like quitting, she kept me accountable not to quit. But also I was like, I can't quit. The harp is so rare. Like no one really plays it anymore. I want this to always be a side hustle of mine. It's a passion and um, it brings in extra side money. So it was just something I always stuck to. That's awesome. And then you have something else going on too right now, right? Yeah. So this came about after we became married. I found a new product that I became super passionate about and just fell in love with, and that is Lip Sense by Senegents. So I decided to sign up and become an independent Senegents distributor. And I sell all things Senegents. There's makeup, skincare, smudge proof, lipstick, um, eyeshadows, all that stuff. And that has become a big part of my life. That is a side hustle. I can be as busy as I want to be. I get in as much as I put into it and I've been building a team with that and that's keeping me really busy. Did you ever think that you would be like the type of person who had a bunch of side hustles when you were younger? Like people, you know, somebody who's going or did you always see yourself as like, I'm going to be the mom, I'm going to be the stay at home mom <laughs> and I'm just going to deal with the kids. Like, it, did you ever see that when you were younger? It's funny because that was my, everyone probably thinks it's cheesy, but I always knew I saw myself as a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to be with my kids when they were young. I knew I wanted kids. I knew I wanted a family, and that was my main calling. But when I fell in love with the harp, I was like, you know, it's good to have these things for me because it's easy to lose yourself in being a mom and the role of a mom and losing yourself in your kids. And the fact that I've had my harp business and my son and Jen's business has keeping has been keeping me um, where I don't lose myself in it and I have something for me. And I feel like that is huge as a woman just to, you feel like you have a big purpose outside Mm. of playing mom yeah and you don't get lost in that role and i think that was that was big for you too because i remember you went through a pretty rough uh stage transition transitioning into the mom role right yeah and um and finding that purpose i remember conversations we used to have of just like i you felt like you weren't contributing despite you're making the most massive contribution of raising Raising our kids, kids you know I think that's what happens when you work, especially for a company as awesome as Scorpion, you're in the full-time day and mm-hmm. day grind and yeah. you're making a constant paycheck. And then when you purposely give that up to stay home, um, going from working full-time to staying home is huge. And I know a lot of women out there can relate because they decided to make that decision to stay home and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But these side hustles definitely saved me from depression or feeling even more totally deep emotions like and we that. could totally get into that a little bit more so <laughs> a, a little bit about how we met this is kind of a really funny story for those of you who don't know this story um so i don't know should you tell it you should tell the story this is it's so good i feel like i've been so talking good. a lot yeah. i'll tell part of the story okay you tell the first half i'll tell the second okay half. so i went out to <laughs> dinner with my entire family for my grandma's birthday slash my birthday we're november birthday twins Mm -hmm. and my grandma's like I want to go do macaroni grill and we're like we never go there but okay and um, I'm with my parents my grandparents my siblings and we sit down and who other is our waiter other than this guy was my waiter (laughs) and he comes up and he gets our drink order and he walks away from the table and I'm like he's kind of cute 
And my mom <laughs> takes that as like, oh, ding, ding, ding. I need to play matchmaker now. And I'm going to just hook you guys together. And I'm like, no, mom, no, please don't yeah. embarrass me. <laughs> and yeah, the second he comes back to the table, she starts asking him very personal questions. Do you go to church? What do you do for a living? I mean, other than this. And uh, yeah. then we found that connection. And I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. So we found a connection. I found out that she was a harpist and um, you know, that she played harp for weddings. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a photographer. I do photography for weddings. And we're like, oh, that's fancy. And um and <laughs> she goes, well, exchange business cards. Well, exchange card. business cards, which is perfect <laughs> for me because anybody who knows me, like in, in a work environment, I was like, you know, most I hear about all the stories of waiters picking up people at tables, like picking so up cheesy. girls. It's, it's totally not me. I just like in the most awkward person when it comes to that. And so I was like, perfect business cards. Yeah, that's it. I'll let's 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 talk shop. That's you know, way sometime. less stressful than being like, can I have your number? Totally. <laughs> but of course, she could have always written it on the paper that was at the thing. So yeah. But um, you know, that's where it all started. Was Mac Shack was when we met, and we met over the course of our our side hustles was really the connection point, yeah. and you know that turned into a date. You know that well. It started as a coffee date and then I was coming off from a bunch of like bad relationships and just really short relationships that weren't panning out. And um, I had just moved out. I was like, I'm done with women. And then, of course, the next week. And I week, was over men at the time. And she was over men. So it was <laughs> like, okay, cool. We're over each other. Now we're not. And so we met up and had coffee. Well, we were supposed to have coffee and it turned into a dinner date because she was like, huh can i uh i just wanna uh can we do it an hour earlier because and little unbeknownst to me she told me later down the road that she did this because she it was a safety net she had some other plans in case it didn't work out yeah my best friend was supposed to call me like an hour or two in in case it was awful and i'd be like oh i gotta go but i ignored her call and the date went on for five hours five hours so yeah it turned into i was like oh an hour earlier that's around dinner time why don't we do dinner right and so we did dinner and uh and it was awesome. And I asked, I was like super straightforward. And I was like, where do you want to be in five years? What do your goals look like? You know, and um, super, super forward questions. But that was pretty much Very how we forward. met. And, uh, you know, it was it was awesome. It was, it was a cool story. It's a cool story to share because a lot of people don't have something like that. But we did meet over side hustles. And that was really what connected us was the fact that she was and she was the one that pulled me into like the wedding scene, the wedding videography, pulled me into the wedding photography. And made him do bridal shows. And made me. me do bridal shows. I didn't do any bridal shows before them. But uh, she pulled me into that scene because of all our connections, and that was really when it propelled me to kind of the next level when it come to when it came to my side business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really really kind of interesting. But uh, you yeah. didn't you need an intro about your uh, okay hobbies. intros intros about my stuff. So I do I, I have uh, a lot of different things. I'll just backtrack just a quick minute. I had gotten out of a really kind of rough relationship a couple of years ago. Not a couple, couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Like I haven't been, we're celebrating six years this year. So it's it's not like a couple, it's like a millennia ago. It feels like yesterday. That's for sure. And so we, um, so I had gotten out of a bad relationship and I needed something. I was terrible at like dealing with breakups. And so I needed something to pass the time and I ended up picking up bass guitar. So I was just like, huh, this is kind of cool. And I I could focus on something, you know? And so I did that and, uh, and it, one thing led to another and I just started picking up all these hobbies. I just started really like doing things you know i do things in life he likes to be busy i like to be busy and i like to busy myself up so i don't have to think about the breakup you know that that was the kind of the instrumental cause that really jettisoned me on this route 
And so one thing kind of led to another and I was still in college at the time and kind of focusing heavily on like film production and like the acting scene and things like that. And uh, I got, I needed headshots to go out and on, on auditions back when I used to audition. And I would take a look at all the, all of the photographers that were doing headshots and they, some of them were really expensive. All the ones I really, really liked were really expensive. That's always the case. And that's always the case. And so I sat there and I said, you know what? I could do this. And that was, a, that, that was, those words I think that's how the course every of history. side hustle starts. It was like, you see someone doing yeah. it and making money, you're like, I can do it. I that. can do it. And so yeah. I did it. And so I, you know, had this business plan wrote up with my dad and my dad fronted me all the money that I needed in order to really get things started. And it was awesome. And I paid them off within eight months and then the rest of it was profit, which was really cool. That was how I got into photography. And so that steadily over the course of years transitioned into videography as well. I started off photography, just headshots. Um, parties, school photos, things like that, and then branched into weddings when I met this uh, this munchkin over here, and that was how I really kind of started taking things up. I was dealing with higher end clients and um, a lot more responsibility, obviously, and uh, it continued to level my craft up, which was really awesome. And the videography kind of came as a back end piece of that. I was noticing a niche in the market that hadn't really been exploited back. Uh, this was probably his videos five years are ago. like amazing. She used to hit me in the arm every time I'd finish a video and ask for her input. So I noticed, okay, don't ask for her input because just... I wanted one. My <laughs> biggest regret we is because we didn't get wedding video. And so after seeing his amazing wedding videos, it's like. We're yeah. getting back in our suit and tux and we're doing like a post-wedding <laughs> video. It's happening. Yeah, so that, that was how we got into that. And uh, that stemmed really from a background of uh, making short films with my brothers. All growing up, we all made short films um, together. We, we kind of did parodies on like Indiana Jones or Star Wars or uh, you know Sherlock Holmes. Um, and then uh, that I took it upon myself. I enjoyed, we all really enjoyed doing that. And I took it upon myself to learn all the different aspects of post-production editing, camera work. And I just fell in love with the camera work and that tied right in with the photography. So it was a natural progression into the videography that I've done. And um, so we continued doing those things. And then we started up uh, from there. I mean, those are really kind of the big hitter things that I do on the side. The other things that I love doing, I really love rapping. I, I like hip hop. Yeah. So I rap. So maybe, maybe sometimes we'll see. We'll see if we get a big enough audience for that. He made me rap. Once. I made her rap once and it's awesome. Check out the YouTube channel if you haven't already for that little one rapping. Um, so that's more of a hobby. There's a lot of hobbies and I've, I've learned over the years. I have to really kind of pare them down because I do a little bit too much. And so really focusing on what do I really, really want to be good at or place my time and attention. And it's been amplified with kids because when you have kids, it becomes even, even less more so time. <laughs> less time. Um, so that was that. And then building up the YouTube channels, the, we had the shed light cinema and photography, which is now being rebranded as the hubby wifey hustle, because it's going to be entirely built up on content that we're putting out, not just focused on the short films and equipment reviews and things like that. Those will still be there, but it's going to have this extra component of, uh, you know, business tips, marketing tips, um, you know, motivational things, inspirational things, leadership talks, a lot of stuff like that, along Time with management. things that Amber does as well. So it'll be kind of a dual faceted content piece. And then alongside that, on the other side, I have another YouTube channel that I build up and uh, curate content for called Practical Theism. So that focuses on um, you know, theology, philosophy, talks like that, because that was pretty instrumental in my journey as well. We'll talk about that uh, another time. But those are all the things that I kind of have going, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Well, let's get into um, 
I guess maybe some of the pros and cons of having side hustles. There, yeah. there are it's benefits great. and myths to these and reasons why people do or do not have them. So, um, for me, well, did you want to start with myths or benefits? Yeah, let's uh, let let's start off with the the myths of it because I think there are a lot of myths. I think a lot of people kind of watching this are like, oh, this is this is Josh and Amber. They they always talk about their side hustles and they're so busy. They're so busy, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but but don't use that as a catalyst for why you couldn't start a side hustle potentially. You know, there's I think there are a lot of myths out there about why you would or would not start a side hustle or maybe you gave up on your side hustle Mm -hmm. and you wish you didn't or you wonder why it didn't pan out again 44 million americans currently have a side hustle i think that's about i think they were saying like 80 percent or so of the body it's very interesting obviously a much less percentage actually earn a consistent like margin of like a five hundred dollars or more a month um that definitely is something that plays into that but um, the fact is people are doing it. They're out there, they're hustling, and it really is a hustle, let me tell you. I'm mm-hmm. sure you can, I mean, it is like you it's are like moving. It's like a juggling act with you kids, are moving. family. Like this side hustle ain't just for the streets, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not for the, it's not the weak, faint-hearted. Yeah, faint-hearted. <laughs> yeah. So uh, side hustles are totally a thing. And, you know, there's a lot of myths around them. So let's tackle some of them. So Amber, you don't have time. You're a mom of two kids. Um, there's probably a, this big, you know, this big yeah. thought in your head of like, you just, you don't have time. How do you tackle that? I think that's probably the easiest excuse to, to justify your way out of it. You're like, I'm a mom. I have two kids. They're both under the age of four and I don't have time for anything else. And I could easily say that and cancel both my side jobs that are, you know, because on top of that, you got to keep your house up and all this and that. But, and I hear that all the time in my uh, Senegents business, I build up a team of distributors underneath me. And there are some people I reach out, I'm like, hey, I think you'd be awesome at this business. And they say, hey, yeah, I just don't have the time. And to me, I have learned that if anything that is important to you, if it's that important, you will make the time, you will Mm -hmm. find the time, you will make it a priority. And I think it's just about prioritizing. So if it is something that has been a dream of yours, you've been always wanting to pursue that as a side hustle, you can find the time. We have so much downtime, even just when you're driving from place to place, you have time to listen to certain things or do things while you're working out. Like you can... Um, multitask and mm-hmm. fit in so much more in your day than you think you can. If you totally. have time to scroll through Facebook and get sucked into the black hole, you have time yeah. to get something done for a side hustle. And I've gotten sucked into that black hole, but then mm-hmm. I remind myself, like, if I have time to scroll, then I have time to go do a post Bingo. for my ba- or I have time to go practice my harp or whatever it is. So yeah, totally. And I think it really is just to add on to that. I think those are all phenomenal points. And just to add on to that, it really is a it's a mindset change. You know, there's, there's a great meme going around. Um, if you look online, there's a great meme. You can do it, do a, it's a, a business owner's mindset versus, or a mindset of an entrepreneur versus a mindset of a consumer. Oh yeah. And it, it's a phenomenal uh, meme because what it focuses on is like, what are you doing with, with your time, with your energy, with your f- dollars? Like, entrepreneurs people who have the mindset of somebody who wants to make some money whether it's extra money or start their own startup or whatever it is they take the money and they invest it into the ideas or into training or into whatever they need in order to make that get off the ground the consumer 
consumes. They take it and they buy things. Shopping they spree, buy shopping springs, clothes, speakers. It's like, which, you know, it's, and when it comes to time, it makes uh, me think of a story when we first were married. It was just us two, little one bedroom apartment. I was, um, I, st- I had my side hustle. She was at Scorpion at the time. I wasn't there yet. And uh, I was wor- still working at Lucille's serving and then editing and doing everything on the side. And that, that was a big challenge. That was a big challenge in the beginning. schedules. I worked full-time. Yeah. When I got home from my full-time day, I wanted his undivided attention. Mm-hmm. And I was like, work. girl, like go watch TV or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, But we had to figure that out. We had to figure out what that looked like because um, it was a time thing, right? I, she had this feeling of like, I, we, I need your undivided time and your attention, right? And I'm sitting here getting stressed out thinking like, I don't have any other time in order to do this. And it was a huge mindset change for me, along with a lot of different things. But one of the big things that I changed my mindset on, it was like, when she's getting ready, what am I doing? If we're going on a date night, she's getting ready, what am I doing? If she takes 20 minutes to get ready, what am I doing? Oftentimes, I was sitting there scrolling through Facebook or doing some other garbage, watching TV or something. That was 20 minutes that I can devote to spending editing or doing marketing or something like that or doing posts. Like, it's... And at that point in time, I only had one side hustle. I only had my heart business. I did mm-hmm. not have my Cenogen side business as well. I feel like once you have totally. kids and then a second side business now, they're, we're both just busy. And mm-hmm. when we do find time together, it's like 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. <laughs> we're but, able to chill. But the point being, there's always you have little pockets of time throughout your entire day. So to say that you don't have time just means you... you the, the time that you do have, you're not utilizing it. So even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you start looking at your day, survey your day, and f- think about every single time you think, man, what am I going to do? Or I'm going to go do this. Think about how much time that takes. Or I, I, do, a, I do a lot of reading in the bathroom because um, that's time. And that's time that I can optimize. If I'm sitting in on the loo and I have 10 minutes, like I could read an article or I can listen to an audible book or something. If I'm driving, this is a big thing for me right now. I drive a 25 minute commute from my house to work every morning. Guess what? How much time do you spend driving? Do you have an hour long commute? What are you doing? Listening to music? Listening to talk show? Like, there are, that's a huge chunk of time that you could spend in developing yourself and developing your business further. Don't text on the road, though, or do Facebook posts. Not yeah. that, but like developing yourself. I, I think Audible is huge these days. Like I'll start mm-hmm. listening to Audible when I'm driving or when I'm working out. One time I even did a training in my business group on Facebook while I was on the mm-hmm. the bike and I'm like sweating, but I'm training my, my girls at the same time. Like you can, <laughs> you can get that's stuff awesome. done. It's funny. Awesome. Which really kind of feeds us into the next one. Like you don't have the funds. Um, you know, it takes money to earn money. And so oftentimes people see that as a catalyst. How would you even begin to handle that? I'm sure you see that a lot. People, you know, they, I don't have the money to kind of invest in this. And to be sure, some people are financially strapped. And yeah. I think that's the, the way we find ourselves in a lot. So what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, thanks for that question, Josh. Oh, you're welcome. Just get really close <laughs> to the microphone because you'll sound really sexy. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of girls will be like, oh, I don't have the money to to order and get my business off the ground with Senegens. And there are so many ways that you can go about not having the money. 
you know, up front. Um, you can take pre-orders. You can get out there and work your business until you have enough orders to place your order. Mm-hmm. That way it's not coming from your pocket, but from your customers. Totally. And so there are so many different ways where if you have a goal and you're not out there working it, like it's not just going to come to you. If you work hard enough, you can get like pre-orders, do this and that to where you have enough to get it started. And if it's important to you, you'll find a way. Yeah, no, that's great. I think another thing, another thought here too is, I didn't have money to start a photography business. I didn't. I lucked out. I was very fortunate. I have a a father who fully believes in my capabilities and abilities and was willing to front me money. That is a valid option. Are there people in your life that have the ability to to do that and to invest in you? And you present them. Now, there's, it's not to say there's not work to do on your end. I mean, you need to, you should present a business plan. You should present, hey, here's how I'm going to get money. Here's how I'm going to pay you back. Here's what the timeline I'm anticipating is. Here's what I'm, you, you should be thinking through all those things. It definitely takes ambition. You can't just expect people to give you money blindly. But when you build a solid case, you can totally get somebody to invest in you. And the other thing that comes to mind too is that consumer mindset. Again, how many $5 cappuccinos are you getting every day? How many times a month are you placing an online shopping order for clothes or purses Bingo. or here's here's, here's a great one I've been seeing a lot lately. How many subscriptions do you have online that you're not even aware that you actually have? Or but they're some hitting your credit are, card every month. Some girls are a part of like three different gym memberships. Are you going to all three are you gyms? Go- <laughs> there are a lot of ways when you really start diving into your finances and We'll probably do a whole talk on just finances because financial planning is a huge aspect of it. You got to know what's coming in and what's going out. I even made the comment to Amber. I was like, we've been eating out a lot lately. Um, we really need to dial that back. It's a feeling I have and I know it can be supported by data. We had sushi today for lunch. We had sushi today. Yeah. That was mm. probably, mm-hmm. So yeah, that. All right. Next part. You need to know how it ends so you don't feel like you have the grandmaster plan laid out. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. There's so many unknown factors and that's a catalyst or that's a that's an inhibitor from you actually starting like how do you deal with that i don't think you need to have an end plan i think it's good to have goals and to be goal setting for yourself but yeah i mean you don't need to know how it ends sometimes it's all about the journey and not the destination dude you took the words right out of my mouth see that's why we're married we literally like it's like it's yeah so you can't add anything to that which is no that was perfect (laughs) i uh yeah i'm gonna add something though okay just in case (laughs) the only the only thing i would add to it i mean is it is about the journey, not the destination. And you need to fall in love with the process. You need to fall in love with the process. You need to be patient. You need to outpatient every other person yeah, around don't you. Don't start something and only give it like two months. Yes. Like at least give it a year at least. At least you need to persist. You need to pursue. Yeah. And, and we deal with this all the time. I remember, and you could probably speak to this, Amber, describe that time when you were first getting started with Cenogens and you saw other people progressing faster than you. Well, it's called the emotions wheel. Yeah. And it starts out and you're like excited and encouraged and you are on fire for it. And then you go through kind of doubt. Like, I don't know, can I do this? Was I made to do this? Am I going to be good at it? And then you go through denial like... Yeah. Okay, this isn't going to work. And then at the end, you have to hit the recommitment stage where your passion is just on fire again. You rebrand or relaunch or recommit yourself to it. And it's just a cycle and you need to not give up. And um, yeah, I think it's huge to to stay motivated totally. yeah because you, you go through why you go through so and remember your why oh that's such a good one um the you go through so many cycles you go through constant cycles of doubt you're constantly thinking like am i doing the right things what am i not doing like 
And it's a psychological roller coaster. Like it is an emotional roller coaster and you got to be willing to weather it. And the best way you can do that is goals are good to have. You should have goals, but you need to, the, the, where you assign your success, like feeling like you're successful needs to be in what you're doing. So you set your goals, you steps like, these are the steps I need to take in order to hit the goals. These are what we call leading indicators. And these are the things that we can control. Now, whether or not you're successful, you should define your success by whether or not you do these things that you can control, because there are so many factors that make it whether or not you may not hit your goal or may not progress in the time that you want. So fall in love with the process and focus on making your success the things that based on doing the things that you can control. I think something that's huge too is don't look at what other people are doing and be like, oh, okay, well, this industry is really huge. So I'm going to go into that industry because people seem to be successful or, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of people doing this. So maybe I should, no, pick something that you are good at and pursue that because naturally then you will already have a step up you'll Mm -hmm. have a foot in the door it's something you enjoy so you won't see it as work don't pick something someone else is successful in and try and mimic them pick something you were already good at such a good point such a good point and so that this next one hits i'll I'll take this one first because this one is this is a big deal you know sometimes for a lot of people the purpose of your side hustle is to become your main hustle a lot of people enter into the side hustle game as like, you know what, I got to do it so it becomes the thing I do all the time. And that's a myth. And that's a myth. It is because the reality is it may never become your main gig. You know, back when I was I was serving tables and everything, I wanted to really get into film production, right? And that was what I wanted to do. And I met with different people in the industry and it's not a glamorous industry. For those of you that are in it, you might know it. For those of you that are not, it's not, it can't, it's not always as glamorous as Hollywood kind of makes that to be. And uh, I came to the realization, I was like, I'd probably have just as much of an opportunity to become a YouTube star as I would to actually, um, you know, get involved in the industry. And the best part is, is I get to control and dictate what I do and when I do it, if I go the route of like, YouTube I think too, sometimes stuff. people who make their side hustle their main hustle, they then lose that passion because 100%. now it is their it is their full paycheck. And if they don't book enough, they're not making enough. They're they're stressed about it and they kind of lose the passion for it. It becomes and, a job. And don't get me wrong. It's an awesome thing if you're able to take a side hustle to become your main hustle. But if that is the reason why you're getting into it, step back and kind of reevaluate like that's a good goal to have but don't lose heart if it doesn't become your main hustle because the reality is that's probably not where you're supposed to be at when it comes to your financial security and what you're doing day in and day out there are probably other opportunities that you're missing out on and that's just the reality it may always just be a side hustle and that's not a bad thing because you can still continue to have it contribute to a large portion of your income and you can still do what you love to do without losing that passion, like Amber said. That's awesome. I think there's also some major benefits to side hustles, too. Mm-hmm. For me, my huge thing of always having harp gigs coming up here and there or, you know, with my lipstick, Sunagent's business, I have sales coming in, my personal sales, but mm-hmm. then I'm also to a point where I'm making commission because I have a team under me. So all this extra money that's coming in is not needed to cover the bills or anything Mm -hmm. like that it's extra fun money it's play money things our family gets to use to do extra side side things or or, buy expensive camera equipment yeah or it goes into savings like it's just 
play money, yeah. mad money, fun money. And that's like a huge blessing. Yeah, no, that's that. I love that because we've gotten to a place where my day job is able to take care of all of our financial needs, which is a huge blessing. And so everything on the side is just that it's extra. And what that allows us to do is it frees us up to be able to invest where we want to invest in terms of financial planning, investments down the road or investing for the kids or do a little trip here or there. But at the same time, um, pick and choose what we want to do. We're not handicapped by having to do things that we don't like doing. So if we wanted to shift directions or courses in terms of what we're doing with our side hustle and another passion comes into life, like we can pursue that and not yeah. have to deal with the ramifications of uh, a complete industry switch, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's not like I had to take on a second side hustle, but I fell in love so much with the product totally. that I was like, I have to do this. Like mm-hmm. I, I can do this. I see girls making money on yeah. this stuff and I can do that. So. I think another benefit too is because you're, you're kind of your own. I mean, this is a benefit in of itself, but, um, you know, you, you're the person that makes or breaks it. Like you you're are, your you're it, you're your own boss. Right. Um, but at the same time, if you take that role seriously, it always keeps your mind learning. You're always constantly growing and developing yourself yep. and you're becoming a better person because of it, right? Yeah. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? What do you think? Um, I think it's definitely like since that time we were first married, I didn't have as many side hustles. So when he was busy doing all his side hustles, I was like, I want your attention. Well, now that I'm a mom plus two side hustles, now I'm busier and it keeps my mind busy. It keeps me setting goals. And now I'm listening to a lot more books on Audible. I'm constantly developing myself and growing, learning. And I think that's huge. Um, And... I think it's great being your own boss because you can be as busy as you want to be, but you have to remember that no one's keeping you accountable at the end of the day of your your productivity totally. or anything like that. You don't have to clock in or out. So it's on you if you succeed or if you fail and you have to be okay with that. Like whether you can do it or you can't, it's true. Or what's that quote by Henry Ford? <laughs> Henry Ford, what? whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You're right. So... <laughs> Yeah, it rises and falls with you, which is awesome. And it's always good to have goals and you get to do what you like. I mean, you you have a passion. If you can turn in that into a way to make money or even if you can't like a side hustle, while it's good, if it earns income, like this is something that can continue to keep you fresh. There's a passion that you have that like the hip hop thing. Like I like rapping. I like making hip hop music, but I don't necessarily make money on it. Maybe it could just be a ministry that you do. Maybe Mm -hmm. you don't make money on it, but you do it because it's a passion and it's your ministry. Totally. Totally. So last, we'll we'll just kind of end here with a a few of the challenges of side hustles. Um, You know, there's no shortage of challenges that you have and uh, there's different ways to kind of tackle them. So uh, one of the big ones is time management especially if you're married and you have two kids and you both have side hustles and you're, you have day jobs. And so time management, how do you deal with that, Amber? Well, I think that it's, you have to look at how much free time you have and how you're using your free time. And that's something he had to get on me a lot about Mm -hmm. is because sometimes you're, you're not balancing your time correctly. Um, and you know, kids need priority. They need to feel loved and their needs need to be met. And in your free time from that, how much time are you devoting to each thing? Is is there stuff out of balance? What are you doing when you're working out or when you have, you know, five, ten minutes driving somewhere? Yeah. Or 
Um, I think you can squeeze the time in, try not to get not to get sucked into the Facebook or Instagram scrolling too often. Tough like, job. you know, how much time are you spending um, watching TV? There's so much time management things that you can. You know, reorganize your time to where it's the most efficient. Totally. And that boils into the work-life balance. You know, it's it's tough to balance. You know, and a lot of people, to be fair, aren't good at it. That's why you see a lot of, um, you know, marriages that, that do end, uh, unfortunately, because of their, you know, they're, they're married really to the business. You hear that a lot, right? And it's because it becomes a really big struggle. And I think communication is key here. If you uh, are married or you're engaged or you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, it's like you have to develop, you have to prioritize your time. And uh, there are sacrifices that need to be made. And that's not to say that those don't, those don't come, but you got to be open with that. I don't think we have it down. No, no, no. we are not masters in time management. Not at all. By any means. No, we're We're still, still learning. Yeah. We're still figuring that out. And, Alongside that, too, is taking on too much. Um, it can be, you can take on too much. And here's the weird part about that. You can take on too much at one point in your life um, or take on a lot and be able to handle a lot at one point in your life. And then three years down the road, all of a sudden, that exact same amount is too much. That was really uh, my experience with doing everything I was doing, editing, post-production, all that stuff. kids. I could do that. Yeah, I had kids to the mix now, all right? And in the beginning, it's kind of easy because you can kind of shape and shift their schedules to what you need. But as they get older, they require attention and they're a little more unpredictable. And then they sit and they slap on your keyboard. So you're screwing up your editing. You're like, I can't get anything done now. And I think, too, even too much of a good thing can still be too much, even if it's something that's good. Like, Mm -hmm. there can still be um, an imbalance. Totally. Maybe you you have too many side hustles. Yeah. You you can't have too many side hustles, which brings me to kind of a good solution for that. Something it's taken me a while to do and actually figure out, but I'm focusing heavily on it this year. And that's um, really outsourcing what you can figure out where your primary strengths are and what your core competencies are, core competencies competencies, competent, whatever that word, um, focus on that and what those are and what you do the best and focus on making those better and then find other people who do those other things better than you do and delegate, hire people out. If you have to take a lower margin, because that's going to free you up to grow the business. That's part of building a team. Speaking of, and that's the time. So we're going to wrap up with that, but we would just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, this will be on the Facebook live and then we'll have the better video up on YouTube and we'll share that around for everybody. But again, these are coming at you once a month. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that like button so we can know how much you like it. And we'll bring more of this awesome content. And uh, press that button. Press that button. And what's our sign off? Do we have a sign off? Um, We should just have like a screaming kid be the sign off. We should have thought about this ahead of time. Yeah. Anyways, thanks everybody. We'll catch you next time. Hubby wifey hustle. The hubby. Well, thank you for joining in the hubby. Wifey. Hustle. hustle. We got to work on that. Thanks guys. All right.